2: Good for State Farm. Like a good neighbor, they're sticking with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, as I'm sure you know by now, didn't play in the Packers game against the Chiefs yesterday because he tested positive for COVID-19 last week. Then he admitted that he had never been vaccinated after giving the impression that he had been vaccinated. That led to everybody suggesting that he was going to lose a lot of endorsements, and he might have lost some. But it also led to Terry Bradshaw calling him a liar and telling him he needs to learn how to tell the truth. Lots of people, maybe most people, were were rooting for State Farm, um, his most visible endorsement, by the way. They were rooting for them to drop him because, as everybody knows, we're supposed to shut up and, you know, just take the shot. Because if we don't, we'll be killing lots of people. But State Farm released this statement today. We don't support some of the statements that he's made, but we respect his right to have his own personal point of view. We recognize our our customers, employees, agents, and brand ambassadors come from all walks of life with differing viewpoints on many issues. Our mission at State Farm is is to support a uh, 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 safe or stronger is to support safe or stronger communities. Uh, and to that end, we encourage vaccinations, but respect everyone's right to make a choice based on their personal circumstances. What a concept, eh? Respect everyone's right to make a choice based on their personal circumstances. Who came up with that? Sidney Crosby tested positive for COVID last week, and he was vaccinated and he had to miss several games. He probably was infected by someone who had been vaccinated. Aaron Rodgers was not vaccinated and tested positive and probably was infected by someone who was vaccinated. So what are we supposed to take from that? Well, most of the sports media are liberal. They show that every day. ESPN trashed Rodgers for several days, as you would expect. Jason Whitlock is not a liberal. He compared the treatment of Rodgers to the treatment of Colin Kaepernick. Uh, He wrote, uh, what did he write here? Rodgers is universally hated because he misled the public about his personal health. His alleged lie did not harm anyone, as far as we know. Kaepernick contributed to a false narrative about the police, and he helped foster the lie that American police officers are wildly and randomly killing large numbers of black men during routine stops. Kaepernick increased America's racial divide and politicized the uh, lone area of American culture, sports, that have been relatively free of political polarization when it comes to negative influence on American culture. Who or what has done more damage, Roger's vaccine status or Kaepernick's knee? I know my answer. How about you? Well, when we come back, we're going to get an update on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, and it's not going well for the prosecution. Stick around.
1: with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code off, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code off your talk is simply
2: smarter, wireless. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. And Mike has an amazing offer from my listeners on his standard MyPillows. You'll receive a standard MyPillow regularly $69.98 only $19.98 now and you also will receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as MyPillow towels, mattress topper, MySlippers and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to receive Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.99 or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you know you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800 716 8087, and use promo code STAG to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard My pillow That's MyPillow.com, promo code STAG, or call 800 Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not
1: famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. We started Legacy Box so that family memories would be safe and could always be enjoyed together. And this year, we're offering you early access to our incredible Black Friday sale so you can finally digitize your home movies and photos. One million families and counting have trusted Legacy Box to convert their aging media because Legacy Box is safe, simple, and affordable. From fading over time to risks like fire and water damage, your videotapes, film reels, and photos aren't protected unless they're on a digital format. And with the holidays approaching, don't wait. Simply fill your Legacy Box and we'll take care of the rest. This is the first time we've offered Black Friday savings this early, and it's the most meaningful thing you can do this holiday season. It's time to relive your most important memories and take advantage of Legacy Box's best sale of the year. Visit LegacyBox.com LBOX to get early access to our Black Friday sale. That's LegacyBox.com LBOX for an irresistible deal. LegacyBox.com LBOX.
0: The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
2: Well, you know, there's a lot uh, going on when a story like the Kyle Rittenhouse trial has a tough time drawing attention from the media. He's the 17 year old, now 18 year old kid, who's been charged with uh, two murders in Kenosha, Wisconsin during the BLM riots back in the summer of 2020. Maybe more media would be more interested if it were going better for the prosecution. I have a feeling there would be more interest from those people. Anyway, Victoria Taft of PJ Media has been covering the story. She gave us an update last week, uh, when that just started, and she's back today with more. Appreciate you coming back on to uh, pick this up, uh, Victoria. Thank you.
3: It is my pleasure to be in Stagger World, sir. Yes. How are you?
2: Yes, ma'am. It's good to have you here. Uh, thank you. I'm good. Um, so, uh, I don't uh, think the jury had been selected. I'm, I don't think it had when we talked last week. And uh, according to your story, they didn't waste a lot of time picking one.
3: Well, they sure didn't. They did it like a speed dating or something of that ilk. Uh, It was a little quick in my estimation. If you're going to vet people for jury duty, you really want to vet them well, check out their social media. Some of that had been done, but not extensively. And indeed, there were two-thirds of the people, according to a poll made by the defense, that showed of the potential jurors, two-thirds thought he was guilty. Now, you want to weed those people out as best you can prior to getting in a courtroom and doing wardier, individual wardier. And as best we can figure out, they didn't do it. And furthermore, they pretty much got rid of an entire panoply of attorneys that was waiting to to do this very thing, wouldn't let them see the uh, jury information, uh, wouldn't let them be in the courtroom. And it was, uh, it was just bizarre. So uh, as far as I can say i think that if the defense attorneys were willing to do that and not accept all this help that had been uh, that they had in the pipeline for eight months that they'd better, bloody well better bring it because if this guy this kid goes to prison for the rest of his life it's their fault
2: yeah um but does that say that they're pretty confident uh because uh you know that leads me to my next question and i think it might i'm wondering if it's tied in with their their uh, quickness with the. Uh, picking the jury. Can can any fair person really look at these videos that have been shown to the jurors and not believe that he acted in self-defense? Did they, did they think they have a slam-dunk case, maybe? Not that anybody well, should think that, but...
3: I mean, you could have said the same thing, not necessarily slam-dunk, but certainly um, justifiable uh, incident in the Derek Chauvin case, and that was a totally political case. That was a travesty, and he may have gone away for something, but um, he didn't get a fair trial. I mean, it was obvious. I mean, he had the, the jurors were afraid that there would be a riot if they made the wrong decision. And indeed, uh, at least a couple of people during, uh, jury selection said that they were concerned that the same thing could happen. In this case, he got two thirds of the people, according to a poll saying that they think he's guilty of something. I mean, that's not a good, that's, I'm sorry, but if you can't get someone a decent chance at a fair trial. Then you bloody well better put it somewhere else, or wait.
2: Yeah, well, um, you've seen the videos. Um, what? What, yes. what? What? What could someone see in those videos to uh, make them believe that he had any other choice but to shoot these three people?
3: Oh. Interesting testimony. Great question. Interesting testimony in today's trial. We are at day five of the trial, and uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Gage Grosskreutz who testified today. He's the person that Kyle Rittenhouse wounded that night. And in morning's testimony, he had said uh, something that no one else had even brought up during the trial or coverage of any of the facts of the case, and it was this, that... Kyle Rittenhouse had pointed his gun at Gage uh, uh, Grosskreutz and fired it, but it misfired and didn't fire. It clicked. No one else has made that uh, representation. Uh, There's been no other evidence of such a thing uh, that I've seen during the trial, and it may yet come. I don't know. But that was interesting because that, he said, was carte blanche for him to point his weapon at kyle rittenhouse and pull the trigger mm-hmm. but that didn't happen because he said well i'm just not that kind of guy i'm a lover not a fighter basically right. is what he was saying which is let's face it that was laughable on its face i mean if you really feel that you are going to be killed you're going to you're going to shoot back He you have a, he had a glock and he was ready to do it carried it all the time it was keys wallet glock He's wallet gun. That was the way he, he conducted his life. Uh, unfortunately for him, the uh, concealed carry weapons permit was lapsed. So he was carrying it illegally, but he'll never be charged for that because, you know, he's on the right side of the law, which is another problem with this case. And who's he's being uh, – Kyle Rittenhouse has uh, written up for being out there and breaking curfew. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, him <laughs> and a thousand or two other people. Yeah, it was a he, riot. Um, yeah, it was a bloody riot, for goodness sake. Well, anyway, so so, so Kreutz makes this representation in the morning. And then in the afternoon on cross-examination, he admits two major things that just basically gave away the game, and it was game, set, and match for the defense. And one of them was the fact that he said that he had seen that Kyle was getting beaten up. And he had great concern for his his uh his wounds that he was sustaining because there were people beating on his head and uh, he shot at one of the guys who was ki- just kicked him in the head and was flying over him and he shot twice missed and then the guy who came up to him with a skateboard and was bashing him in the head and then tried to grab his gun he shoots with the gun because he's what's he going to do I, I can't let this guy get my gun he's going to turn on on me and he's just beating the tar out of me. What am I going to do? Gage Grosskreutz is watching all this. He says, oh, I was concerned for Kyle's safety. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Did he pull his gun to help him? No, 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 no. He, Kyle Rittenhouse is on his butt on the ground. That's what the attorney said. He's on his butt. And he has his, the, the barrel of his rifle pointed away from Gage Grosskreutz. And it wasn't until, and he admitted this in court this afternoon. Grosskreutz did. He admitted that Kyle Rittenhouse didn't shoot him until he pointed his Glock, his pistol, at Kyle Rittenhouse. My friend, that is what you call game set and match.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, what was the re- what was the reaction in the courtroom? Oh, do you think?
3: Oh, oh, oh. Here's a great photo. I use it for. I just wrote a story about this, and I use it uh, as the feature photo. It's a picture of one of the deputy DAs with his head in his hands, the other one looking, oh, geez, it's it's pretty funny. I mean, well, it's pretty funny. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting um, because this, again, we'll get back to the video. Um, you know, the O.J. Simpson trial, the O.J. Simpson murder. If it had happened today, then there'd be video of it. There would be some, the, the, you know, from the, right. there'd be some security camera that would have been on. Uh, right. There's you can't do anything today without having it. It's on video somewhere. It just you yeah, just Nic- have to wait, and a video will show up, right? Um,
3: yeah, Nicole Brown Simpson would have had a ring on her on her front door. Or something. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you would have had something. Yeah. yeah,
2: there would have been some. There would have been something. Or there would have been a a video of O.J.'s car driving by some some place, yeah. uh, which red light uh, camera. Yeah, yeah, where you know that showed that he was on his way over to her house when he said he was somewhere else. I mean, it would have been a mm-hmm. slam dunk deal. So so they have these videos now that don't lie. But what what's the story on the FBI possibly withholding a video?
3: Well, as we understand today now, they've miraculously found the HD version of the video that they'd lost before. So that was a miracle in court. So we'll find out what that looks like when the defense takes over probably Wednesday. Yeah, it was a miracle they found the, the stuff that they so,
2: lost. So nobody has seen this yet. We've heard talk of it, but nobody has actually mm-hmm. seen this HD. Is it an aerial view?
3: Oh, yeah, they had a fixed-wing aircraft up there taking spy video of the riots, which makes me want to ask for all of the spy video that they had over Portland, Seattle, and everywhere in between. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would love to see that stuff because, obviously, they had the stuff to do it. But I don't know what this video is of. We have the one video which shows that Kyle Rittenhouse is being chased by his first quote-unquote victim and that is joseph rosenbaum rosenbaum chases him grabs his gun and i mean lunges at him grabs his gun and kyle rittenhouse shoots him and then uh that supposedly is the video that we see in hd that was not available the lost before this so it'll be interesting to see if that's actually the same video my guess is that it's that the FBI is assiduously editing that video so nothing else gets shown, uh, and they were working in in concert with the DA's office on this thing, obviously, uh, because it wasn't it was a secret until this summer. I mean, late this summer, Well, Isn't, the,
2: isn't the DA required to make uh, the defense oh, aware of discovery?
3: any evidence? Mutual discovery, exculpatory evidence. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, that's only for little people. Come on, man. <laughs>
2: well, but, but, um... <laughs> oh, they what?
3: showed, no, they had it. They gave it to them. Turned it over just near weeks before trial. I mean, it takes months, weeks to go through these things and be able to incorporate them into a case. I mean, it was egregious. They knew it. They probably buried it somewhere in this, you know, avalanche of files that they sent over to the defense. That's what they did. In the uh, Derek Chauvin case too, I mean, they gave that one defense attorney had one helper in that whole case, and he was up against the dream team. They get, they would routinely bury that guy in paper, 500 pages the night before a witness. I mean, it, it happened every single week of that trial. It was just yet another way in which they did everything they could to put the thumb on the scales of justice in the Chauvin case. Not, well, not a terribly likable guy. Just saying, that well, was not a fair trial. Well, that I'm, just wasn't.
2: I'm not an attorney, but that sounds like a pretty good case for a, a retrial. That's what oh, I'm sure well, Chauvin's we'll people are, are banking on.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they are when they get around to uh, getting the money to file an appeal for this guy who's going to go to prison for the rest of his life. And then, indeed, if this something happens on trial uh, for the the, um, Rittenhouse trial and that kid's going to prison for the rest of his life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and and here's the thing, if it were a fair trial here mm-hmm. and the I have to say the judge has been, he seems fair. He seems fair. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that those, those charges probably should not have been brought in the first place. So you have to start there to yeah. determine whether or not there's a fair trial. And then secondly, He might have, as three attorneys I saw today remark, he should have just stopped it and done a directed verdict of not guilty and then dismissed the case for prejudice Um, because this is just absurd. I mean, but but the problem is that the the jury's still there. And I say the problem because the jury, two thirds of the people in the jury pool in in Kenosha, Wisconsin, think he's guilty. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who, I don't know how many of those people are on the current jury we don't know because they didn't do their homework on those jurors it's yeah. just astonishing i yeah. mean we don't know the extent to which they did homework but i will tell you that it could not have been vetted um any and it should have been vetted more is what i'm trying to say and, and what the the defense team in charge of rittenhouse's defense and spending all of um, spending all the money that they have in the uh, the defense fund They didn't want to have to pay for Robert Barnes and his his, uh, data guy, his pollster, all these other people who were going to come in and give, he called it the dream team of of attorneys, to help with the two attorneys who were handling the defense in court. Didn't want to take it because apparently they didn't want to spend the money on it. Now, I'm not sure, but whose money is that? Well, it's the people who wanted to defend Kyle Rittenhouse and... A guy who's running that fund, ostensibly, was a guy who's not an attorney and probably doesn't know much about how one mounts a defense like this. But, indeed, he should probably have spent the money he could instead of having to spend it now on a possible appeals because we've got a jury and you don't know what the jury's going to do.
2: Well, we're talking to Victoria Taft of PJ Media. She's been covering the uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Um, so uh, you wrote about this guy Anthony Huber. Who's, uh, he's the, one of the guys who was killed, I guess. Um, yeah. And his the prosecution tried to portray him as this wonderful guy. Tell us that story.
3: Oh yeah, they tried to get into court the fact that he had just uh, uh, he would often help out his family and and how he directed them to away from danger and ran into a dangerous situation in order to help his family. But um, as we found out, the guy's got a record a mile long. And some of the things on his record were that he strangled a family member, uh, threatened his family that he would burn down the house when they were all asleep and and, uh, incinerate them. And he held up a knife to his brother and said, alternately, he was going to slit his throat or gut him like a pig. Now, this is not exactly what one would call a you know, uh, a, great a good American Samaritan. Hero. No. A good Samaritan, no. But so what happened was uh the the uh aunt, great aunt of Anthony Huber, the skateboard guy, who was the one bashing Kyle Rittenhouse over the head of the skateboard, yeah. who tried to take his gun and got shot for his efforts. Uh his aunt his great aunt was in Court and in, in the the prosecutor asked her to tell a story about this particular time in which Anthony Huber you know ran into danger and helped his family escape a, a possible bomb or something like that. And and so the uh, defense objects and says, Well, okay, so we're gonna have this kind of testimony right well we'll be able to provide testimony to rebut rebut that and here's what we plan to present to the jury and after i you know i just went through the litany of things yeah. the kid did and uh they didn't i said okay well, uh, well never mind We <laughs> won't do that
2: <laughs> see that's what i mean though victoria uh, we got about a minute <laughs> left here this doesn't seem like it's going very well for the prosecution uh, unless nope, it's a it's total not. um uh, it's,
3: it's just uh, it's amazing it's just amazing it's but, it, but, I you don't know what the jury's going to do, that's yeah. the thing you and i we we read the facts, we look at this thing, we're going, this is so clearly self defense yeah, and you and every single one oh call let me let me get this straight. The guy shot three people that night, and it's all self defense yes, it is, every single one of them,
2: yeah, well, and for you kids out there, if somebody is uh, has a gun. Don't run up to them and try to take it from them. That's not a good idea. So that's yeah. something we can take from this trial. What a stupid move that was. Anyway, uh, Victoria, I'm out of time. Um, uh, this, uh, the defense uh, is going to start uh, their case um, in a couple of days. I'm, I'm threatening I- you with another phone call maybe next week, but I appreciate you doing this.
3: Great. I'll be here.
2: All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Okay, that's Victoria Taft, PJ Media. Check her coverage of uh, this trial out at PJMedia.com. We'll be back.
0: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. There's more bad news for President Biden in a new national poll from USA Today and Suffolk University.
1: The poll shows a 38% approval rating for the president and just 28% job approval for Vice President Harris. 44% of independents say Mr. Biden has done worse than they expected, and so do 16% of those who voted for him. The USA Today Suffolk University survey also finds that more than a quarter of Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run for re-election. Greg Clugston, the White House.
0: Starting today, anyone going to a shopping mall, theater, or gym in Los Angeles must verify they're vaccinated. The mandate among the strictest in the country requires proof of shots for everyone entering a wide variety of businesses in that city. On Wall Street, stocks higher, the Dow up 94 points and the Nasdaq 42 points. In the positive territory, this is SRN News.
4: Why are cash out refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something.
2: I really feel like right now might be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well, with rates being so low and them building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, we were able to get them the cash cash out for those home improvements and their payments actually went down a little bit. Every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call.
0: We
4: are United Faith Mortgage.
3: United Faith Mortgage is a
1: DBA, United Mortgage Corp. 25, Middle Park, Road, Melville, New York, Licensed Mortgage Banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access.org, Corporate Animalist Number 1330, Equal Housing Lender. By license Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. God bless
4: everyone.
2: What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for 2022? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter once a day to increase your opportunities
1: to win. See rules and conditions for details.
0: To our Merry Christmas, God bless us. God bless
1: us. Sign up today at theanswerpgh.com. Brought to you by Robin
2: Jones, the weekly realtor.
4: Indian Motorcycle of Pittsburgh invites you to claim your freedom. Hi, this is Dennis Prager. With demand at an all-time high and remaining supply going fast, now is the time to lock in a new 2021 Indian motorcycle at this year's prices before they're gone. Or stake your claim on a sleek new model year 22 and get first priority shipping when they launch. Visit pitcycles.com today. Indian Motorcycle of Pittsburgh in Warrendale next to Jurgles.
5: Always wear your helmet, never drink and ride. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Gift giving occurs year round, whether for birthdays, holidays, or a special expression of thanks to your best clients and customers. Of course, you want to show your love and gratitude, but you also want to give a gift that provides a positive image of you and your organization. Solaire Infrared Grills from BestHotGrill.com are both practical and unforgettable. Made in the USA, Solaire has a grill for most budgets, but more importantly, Solaire delivers the wow that everybody likes to receive in a gift. Impressive out of the box, and even more so in use, the Solaire Infrared Grills are the gift of value that will build relationships. With every great-tasting, juicy meal enjoyed from their Solaire, they'll think of you. Step up your gift-giving. Learn more about the amazing Solaire Infrared Grills at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com, besthotgrill.com. AM
0: 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer.
3: Seeing a very slow crawl on the Parkway East inbound. That's an earlier accident approaching Boulevard of the Allies, and you're jammed up from Forest Hills on down. It is just bumper to bumper through there. On the outbound side, looking busy into the tunnel, Parkway West heavy Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Delay still under about 15 minutes there. Around Hines Field, those parking lots have been filling up for tonight's Steelers game. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the
1: answer, weather. Clear to partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. A great night for the Steelers to take on the Chicago Bears at Hines Field. The low 42, mostly sunny and mild tomorrow. A great day to be outside. Tomorrow's high, 64. Wednesday, as we hit the middle of the week, we'll see partly sunny skies. Another pleasant day on top of a high of 61. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
0: This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer.
2: Well, last Tuesday seemed like a pretty bad day for the, uh, for the promoters of critical race theory, especially in Virginia, even though the reaction from the people promoting it and their friends in the media seems to be that it never existed in the first place. Jonathan E. Mord would disagree with that. He's the author of The Authoritarians, Their Assault on Individual Liberty, the Constitution, and Free Enterprise from the 19th century to the present, and he's also a constitutional law attorney, and he joins us now. Jonathan, thanks for being here.
6: Great to be with you, John.
2: So uh, how much of a dent, if any, did the elections on Tuesday put in the uh, critical race theory movement, do you believe?
6: I think it's tremendous. Uh, it, it, It identified a means by which parents can gain control over the education of their children against... Bureaucrats dedicated to critical race theory and to wokeism in general. I mean, to all this uh, gender-based uh, politics in the classroom. So um, it's uh, it's a powerful message to the world, uh, but particularly to uh, other jurisdictions in the United States about how to do it. Um, uh, these parents were uh, vigorous in their protests, and they garnered enormous support from suburban women particularly who were predisposed in the Democrats' direction. Um, large numbers turned out for, for Youngkin, and Youngkin made a centpiece that education position as well as his position uh, against a uh, socialist economy.
2: Uh, and um, were you surprised that, at how many people came forward to say critical race theory doesn't exist? I mean, uh, you, uh, I, there was a there was a somebody put together a compilation of um, uh, sound bites from media people and their guests, some of whom were, you know, political figures, saying, "Well, everybody knows critical race theory is it doesn't exist." It's
6: yeah, what utter nonsense! Uh, particularly for those uh, parents in Loudoun County and in Fairfax County, Virginia, who were dealing with that on a day to day basis, watching it being piped into their homes through. Uh, remote learning for their kids, so uh, they knew very much what was happening, and when they heard those things, it only fortified their resolve to vote against uh, McAuliffe in the election, so it it, uh, it was a bad move all the way around. I mean, McAuliffe uh, was a dreadful campaigner. Um, he alienated his base because he just simply uh, was so imperious and so arrogant that he took for granted his base, and... Uh, I think he blew it in large measure, but Youngkin was quite the contrary, was uh, brilliant in his campaign, and he seized upon those local issues of great import, particularly in the suburbs, and so he really shifted the dynamic but laid a new foundation for Republican politics across the country, uh, both uh, in local elections and in uh, congressional elections, and I think I think he did uh, an enormous service to the Republican Party, and Democrats se- seem to be largely clueless, uh, missing out on the significance of that election, or at least pretending to.
2: Um, what does what did the the fact that the Justice Department uh, seemed to want to come after parents at school board meetings based on their objections to this stuff? What did that say to you? Uh, is it being um, talked about enough
6: well it said to me that uh the attorney general of the united states in this administration is willing to um violate law really uh, extend the power of the federal government into local issues and to try to use a political uh, issue as a basis to um, engage in surveillance and threaten cajole coerce parents into not uh, exercising their freedom of speech and criticizing uh, school board officials, it shows you the power of unions, and that really tainted McAuliffe because he uh, he was just uh, in bed with the unions as Biden is, and it it, it does not translate well uh, to American uh, households that are uh, sick with the the. Uh, the shutdown of the schools, and then sick with these mandates in the schools, and now they're really sick of all this political politicization of the schools. And uh, the Democrats seem to be clueless. They're just doubling down on all of it.
2: And who, uh, the, the, this is, we're talking to Jonathan Emore, and his book is The Authoritarians, the, Their Assault on Individual Liberty, the Constitution, and Free Enterprise from the 19th century to the present. Let's focus on the present for a second. Uh, who are the authoritarians that we should be looking at right now? Who's on the who's their starting lineup?
6: Well, the authoritarians are really, unfortunately for us all, uh, strewn throughout uh, the federal government, local government too, uh, state governments. I mean, uh, they dwell in the administrative state uh, and have, since really the 1860s, uh, in large measure, ever increasingly more of them. Until today, they predominate in the administrative state, and now uh, they they have revealed themselves publicly in the last uh, two years. Uh, They're not only BLM and Antifa protesters in the streets, but they're those that sympathize with them who hold elective office, and many of whom call themselves overtly socialists and even communists. And uh, They hold public office and are intent on destroying this country. They they hate this country, and yet they're in uh, elective office.
2: And uh, that would be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Bernie Sanders. Would they be two names that jump out?
6: Right. Rashida Tlaib and mm-hmm. Ilhan Omar. Yeah, all of them. There, there, there are many of them. Uh, in fact, you should also throw in uh, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and the Majority Leader in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, because they're quite sympathetic with this whole movement. Uh, and they're quite interested in what they call uh, transformative politics, or transforming the United States from a constitutional republic into a socialist
2: state. When uh, you look into the uh, the actions and this, the uh, the statements by these people, is there any way for you to to come up with a motivation? I mean, is it? Is it just because they think they know better than everybody else, uh, or is it it, um, just a a hunger for power, or is it both? Is it more than that?
6: It's a hunger for power. Uh, They're jaded. They know frequently they don't believe what they say, Uh, but they certainly have no commitment to improve the standard of living of the American people. They have no interest in helping the working man, working woman they're really interested in uh... themselves in acquiring as much power as possible and so they're willing to destroy the economy to destroy uh... protections for individual liberties and to make everybody basically uh, autom- automatons in service to the state because they're they're in the end interested in in socialism which is merely enslavement uh... of people to the state so um, and that's because you know it's all about power um, Nancy Pelosi's whole career has been about power. Chuck Schumer is in love, intoxicated with power. Of course, AOC is too. Um, you know, they use the, its the tool of the socialist to lie to the public, deceive you into believing that you can get something for not value for nothing, which is utterly false, and then to rob you with inflation and taxation, basically taking everything you have, your property away, and with that, your rights. And then running, uh, they're the only people in the country that have the, have uh, freedom in a socialist state, those who lead it. So they want to be in the leadership role. They certainly don't want to be outside of government. Outside of government, they're like fish out of water. They just flap around. They're utterly worthless inside government. They're devious and swim upstream and swim any direction they want and uh, gobble up all the little fish.
2: So um, inflation is not an accident?
6: No, I think all of it is, this is why you see no reaction. This is why you see no uh, sense of alarm. You know, here we have the nation burning, and uh, they don't even call the fire department. and just sit there in the middle of it. And as long as they don't get burnt, they're, they're fine watching the rest of us go down. It's a, it's a, it, it, they, they are uh, not interested. It, you know, it's kind of strange, but the, the, the constituents they look at with loathing, uh, they, they, they don't want accountability. They they want to avoid any anything that would make them to account for their actions. So Biden avoids press conferences, won't answer any questions. It's not only that he suffers from temporal and spatial awareness issues, it's also because they just have contempt for the public and for accountability. They want to do what they want to do. And they want all of us to stand, in, you know, in support of it. They don't. They don't like freedom of choice. They don't want us to have the ability to decide for ourselves what's in our own best interest. They want to dictate to us what's in our best interest and uh, assume that we uh, we we like it whether we like it or not, and force us to drink that twill. Because in the end, every exercise of power that they can uh, use is proof that they can exercise ever more power, and. Uh, it's, the, the means chosen are very deceptive. Inflation is, a, is absolutely transparent to anyone with half a whit of economic knowledge. You pump this massive amount of money into the market, you're going to cause inflation. You destroy the backbone of the American economy, the fossil fuel industry. You're going to cause inflation. It's going to be rampant. You're going to make people's uh, heating bills go through the roof. People are going to freeze to death. People are going to starve. People are going to be uh, out of work eventually. Some are out of work now because he's attacking industries. Favored people and constituencies will benefit. Everybody else will suffer. Uh, and that's, that's the way it works in, in Marxist and socialist states. And that's what they want us to have.
2: So this uh, all falls into the, uh, the plan of making people miserable and then coming to rescue them. And, uh, and, and you know, promising to screwing things up and then getting votes from people by promising them that you're going to fix things.
6: Well, actually, they're they're in such a such a a, a rabid state of advanced state of socialism uh, that they. They're willing to sacrifice the 2022 elections and even control as long as they can pu- push through between now and then as much as they possibly can and addict people to, uh, to, to freebies. They want a socialist state more than anything else. Otherwise, they would behave quite differently. Uh, they would look at this Democratic uh, uh, slaughter in Virginia and they would say, oh, my goodness, we've got to do something to change course. But that's not what they're doing at all. They're doubling down. And that should tell us something profound, because they're unwilling to be representative. They're unwilling to respond to the American people. They don't care what we think. It's all about them. We're ta- so It's an elitist ruling class, for sure.
2: We're talking to Jonathan Emord. He's the author. He's a constitutional law attorney and the author of "The Authoritarians: Their Assault on Individual Liberty, the Constitution, and Free Enterprise from the 19th Century to the Present." Um, I mean it's it's so hard for to to imagine a cabal like this that is is creating um and encouraging this kind of chaos and mayhem with a, a, a with a, as a game plan. I mean that they're actually are, are they sitting around today going boy this is great did you see what inflation's up to now or did you see the cost of you know, uh, groceries, uh, how much has gone up? This is playing right into... Are they are they giggling and rubbing their hands together as they sit in their offices?
6: Well, not quite, but Granholm's reaction is kind of typical. Uh, you know, and she was asked, well, gee, uh, what are we going to do about uh, the high cost of gas? And she kind of laughed about that and said, well, that's not my problem, you know. Yeah. Even though they're breaking the back of the fossil fuel industry with regulation and with... Uh, the president's direct orders i mean at the first days in in office he destroys the keystone xl pipeline puts all those people out of work uh cuts off all of the uh, oil and, and gas leasing on federal lands uh creates a shortage turns us from energy independence to energy dependence uh then he goes and knocks on the door of opec and says hey can you lower prices or pump out more gas Um, it's in, you know, it's, it's, it's very cynical. It's all clear. Anybody with half a brain in their head would know if you beat up the oil and and gas industry so much and reduce supply, that you're going to increase the cost. Everybody who knows effective oil and gas on the economy would realize that's going to cause general inflation, even without all the other actions they've taken. And yet there's no sincere interest. I mean, even right now, in the midst of it all, the president's contemplating shutting down the Line 5 uh, pipeline in Michigan, uh, which would exacerbate the oil crisis even worse and increase home heating, heating oil costs and everything uh, even worse. So it's it, these, these people uh, have an agenda. They want to use, as AOC's chief of staff said, use environmentalism, as a tool to bring about socialism in America. They want power. They want to control. They, 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 it, it, it's, it's repulsive to most Americans, but uh, they, they really hate this country, to tell you the truth. They hate what this country is. They want it to be completely different. The president gets up there and says, well, I'm a capitalist. while he's pop, uh, promoting all sorts of socialist measures. Uh, he's not a capitalist. He's a socialist. I mean, I don't know how you define uh, capitalism if government control and, and government planning to replace free market operations is not socialism, but that's what he's all about. He sold his soul to the socialists before he got elected. That's how he got in there. A few days before the the uh, Democratic Party ultimately decided on its standard bearer in 2020, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer both made public statements with, within one day of one another that if Bernie Sanders, an avowed socialist, were the uh, chosen uh, leader of the party, they would fully support him, and they would fully support his agenda, which means that they had crossed the Rubicon, they're willing to accept socialism. And ever since then, they've been pandering to AOC's wing of the party and pumping out all of these ridiculous, massive expansion of government. Even in the face of the pandemic and, and dire need for industry to be given a break, they're doubling down, increase taxes right and left, increase regulation, break the back of the fossil fuel industry, pay people. They want uh, our society to be entirely comprised of dependents, those who are dependent on government. And uh, the problem is the inevitable and that Margaret Thatcher pointed out to us many, many moons ago, that the problem with socialism is that you eventually run out of other people's money. Yeah. So the party lasts for a little bit, and then it fizzles, and then we're a third world country. We look like Venezuela.
2: Pretty scary, Jonathan. Uh, I'm out of time. I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, pretty scary stuff. The book is The Authoritarians, Their Assault on Individual Liberty, The Constitution, and Free Enterprise from the 19th Century to the Present. Thanks a lot. I appreciate
6: it. Thank you. Take care. We'll be back.
2: Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at us, Pittsburgh.com. That's us, Pittsburgh.com.
4: This is Sebastian Corker, and I want to invite you to join me for a powerful travel opportunity that will likely become the highlight of your year. I'm headed to Israel in November 2022 for a 10-day stand with Israel tour of the key sites and best places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world. You've likely only read or heard about. Together we'll uncover key geopolitical insights as we unpack Israel's significance on the world stage. Your return home empowered by the experience. If you ever dreamt of visiting Israel, this is your opportunity. Come with me in 2022. For more information call 855-565-5519 or book online at stand with Israel tour.com 855-565-5519 or stand with Israel tour.com. Hey, I'm Andy.
1: If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous, but I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience. I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
2: So let's finish with some sports. I think the Steelers play tonight. Bears are in town. Uh, Something I want you to look for tonight, just for fun. Um, Najee Harris is getting all kinds of praise, and being, we're being told that he's their future, and he's done a great job as a rookie, and he is leading rookies in, in uh, some important stats. Uh, you know, it's more quantity than quality. He's uh, touched the ball a million times and, you know, touched the ball more than just about anybody, any running back in, in the league. But uh, I, I want you to watch because I've yet to see him make a great run. I've seen a couple of nice runs, some pretty good ones. I'm talking about a run where you look at him and you say, wow, now I see why he was the first running back picked in the draft. Haven't seen it yet. He's averaging 3.4 yards a carry. That stinks big time. You don't stay in the NFL if you average 3.4 yards a carry. You don't. You just don't. You don't last in the league. Now, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not even saying that he's not going to be great. But I want you to watch tonight and see if you see him make a run where he got yardage that, say, James Conner wouldn't have gotten. Conner yesterday for the um, uh, Cardinals had a 45-yard gain and a 35-yard gain. One is a run, one is a pass. I forget which was which. He had over 70 yards receiving uh, and 97 yards rushing. Um, And Najee Harris has done nothing close to that where he's – had big gains like that. I think his biggest gain is 25 yards. The Bears have a a back named David Montgomery, who's a third-round pick, and Khalil Herbert, who's a third-round pick. They weren't picked in the first round. They're both averaging more yards per carry than Najee Harris, playing on a terrible team. That's all I want you to watch tonight. Just check it out. I'll get back to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye.
0: John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Antwerp Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.